0: Welcome to episode six of All of the Above, the weekly podcast where two different types of designers and an engineer pick apart the world. I'm joined with my co-hosts, Sean Duran and Sam Brero. What's new, guys? Nothing. I'm just building a sombrero as we speak right now. That's that's me. I'm terrified based upon the pictures I've already seen. Oh, there's pictures? (laughs) Yes. Here, I'll drop one
1: over to you. Oh, this is going to go (laughs) on the internet. Yep. yep. You have no choice.
0: That was my plan. Ah, beautiful. All of the above Instagram account. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's that's oh, yeah, why we that, do have an Instagram, don't we? Yeah, that's why it exists. For uh sombreros. Homemade sombrero. How do you even what are you making a sombrero out of?
0: Uh foam. Sam paint us a uh as they would say on some podcasts, a word picture for our listeners.
2: Yeah, so uh, there's a sheet of foam that we're kind of rolling over and putting it as like a cone on your head, or a cylinder, as you would say. And then uh, there's going to be another piece, kind of like the flaps that go out the side and then up the top, and it's going to connect at the top and just look like a, a huge hat, and it's going to be the best hat ever created.
0: And this was all inspired by something called the Foambrero, which Sean sent to us, which we'll also have to include in the show notes for everyone to look at. <laughs> wow, I didn't know
1: that you'd go through with it. Yeah. I just I just sent it because it was like the first hat that I found.
0: Well, now that we've already started the show by being derailed, uh, do we want to uh, introduce the topic, Sean? No. Okay. Well, <laughs> it was a good show, guys. We
2: well, we, we, can keep talking about the Foam Barrera.
1: No, nah, I, f- I feel like... We should explain ourselves a little bit. Like, today is, uh, it's a Tuesday, Tuesday, after we recorded, like, five episodes and released them onto the world. So, like, we record those all in a batch, and then this is today. We didn't know what the hell we were doing. And now, here we are, Do, on top of the still world.
2: don't know what we're doing? Uh, you know,
1: we, I feel like we figured it out now.
0: I think two-thirds of the group has an idea what they're doing. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I know. Me and Sean definitely have the best idea of what's going on. Yeah, Brian is a slacker
1: and doesn't show up on time.
0: Yep, just sits by his <laughs> lonesome, ignoring everyone for two hours. Yeah, that's Got some cat pictures, though. That was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Me in my white room. Still no idea where Johnny Ive is, though. So, anywho, yeah. speaking of uh, schedules and being on time, our uh, topic this week, our broad topic, is calendars. Dun, dun,
1: dun, dun, dun. It's the most exciting topic that we could have picked.
0: Hmm. I mean, it fits with uh, the new year happening. While it's still uh, 2014 right now, by the time this comes out, it will be 2015.
1: Yeah, the year the, the Raptors take over the world. But we haven't gotten there yet, so
2: it's gonna happen too.
0: Yeah. Yep. It means that uh, also that people born in 1994 can legally drink. That's terrifying.
2: That's depressing to me.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. So we'll uh, for those that are just joining us, what we do on the podcast is we take this uh, major topic and then. We will each discuss it from our own uh, perspectives of design or technology. So me being an instructional designer will often take a uh, stab at the topic from the perspective of education and how uh, design relates to this topic and how that topic relates to education. And Sean, do you want to talk about uh, your perspective on things?
1: I will look at things as they work and how you feel them.
0: That was very powerful. And then uh, Sam, Sambrero, you'll be taking a look from uh, the perspective of uh, engineer. Is that right?
2: Yeah, I think so. I think that's what I'm going to portray this week. So okay. are, so
1: with the Sombrero, did you put it together or are you just having Betsy
2: do it all? Well, the whole plan was for me to come over here and just use Betsy's hot glue gun but as we're doing this podcast i am watching her put together this f- sombrero and it's quite funny because she she has some very strong words that she's not saying out loud sometimes they come out very inappropriately too
0: <laughs> and she's such a sweet christian girl right
2: so every once in a while you'll probably hear her voice yeah
0: i Oh, yes, we we hear the whisper hear in something the background. I like
2: she's struggling.
0: Oh, Betsy. Do not disturb, Betsy.
1: Cool. Well, uh, that answers that question. <laughs> so, calendars, dates, times. Brian.
0: You want me to jump into go. this? Because we've derailed like yeah, 12 no, times. Pro- I didn't know if we were actually doing it I'm pushing you off
1: the cliff. You just like roll down. Uh, oh. Roll down the hill. <laughs>
0: Okay, I can't, like, base jump. Um, All right, so the sort of point that I want to look at um, actually relates to the way that we schedule classes um, or how we should perhaps not be scheduling them. So many of us probably recall going through a school with a specific calendar or some sort of syllabus that told us an exact time and order in which we were going to learn something, Um, and it carried by like what by all appearances was a like coherent structure to instruction. Um, And many of us, if we were asked to sit down and like plan a class, we would probably start by first identifying the topic, of course, and then actually creating a schedule. Um, But some in the field of instructional design have actually started to question this approach and they're suggesting a new strategy that essentially holds up a middle finger to the calendar and the syllabus. Um, So, for those that are presenting the bird, uh, they are fans of a concept in instructional design known as constructivism. And the key idea behind this is that students should be allowed to take an active approach to their learning, and they will be able to uh, construct their own knowledge from their experiences. And I could ramble on about that for a while, but I'll spare everyone the uh, snooze fest so i want you guys to consider this imagine instead of creating a specific calendar that tells you when things will be taught and learned uh, what if you just identified the subjects that needed to be learned and let the students discover those in an organic manner over time um so sam and sean since i know you guys are both uh ones who tend to actively seek out your own information what do you feel the uh, advantage or disadvantage of turning our backs on a strict calendar of events in the classroom would be?
1: I'll t- I'll take this one for the team, Sam. All right, all right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you keep oh, going. God.
1: So, Mr. Brian Brush, I have a I have a couple questions. Okay. Yes. Uh, so is this sort of like the Montessori way of doing things?
0: uh let me google this quickly
1: it's more like a self-guided directed you Uh, like if you are a fan of cleaning windows you can just do that all day i don't think all day but more than your parents probably want your kid to clean windows when they're supposed to be learning in school
0: Mm, student choice of activity yeah um so yeah, Montessori, who I apparently don't know that very, that well, because they're a child psychological and physical and social development expert. Um, but they do apply constructivism. So Montessori education from the looks of it is where you sort of just let the child explore. And if they're really into something, you would let them pursue that. Um, but I would say the approach that a lot of the constructivist that I'm reading today would uh, argue for a little bit more guidance from an instructor, um, especially when you have a class, like say it's a high school class where they are given certain learning objectives that the students have to meet. Um, you would want to help sort of nudge them in the right direction, but you would still let them uh, be the ones to introduce Sort of like what's of interest to them that day, or where they want to take the class, and then you just help push them towards the actual learning objective. If that makes okay. sense,
1: yeah. And then, I guess an- another thing would just be like how, like, where is this happening? Because I know lots of states have uh, requirements, and they you're like, hey, you have to pass this test, or you just you haven't you haven't learned what we're mandating that you should have learned. So, like, how does that all happen? Because the whole, like, seeking out what you are interested in is dandy, but it's, it's, uh, that's a lot to handle. If you are a teacher and let's say if you have a, you have a, sorry, a classroom of like 30 kids, like, and they are all in different, nooks and crannies like how do you do that
0: Mm -hmm. um and that's where there's and i'm actually a big critic of this approach um but that's where a lot of people would say that you aren't just giving them like complete free range you're still trying to uh, utilize discussion and keep it oriented around the appropriate topic um but allow them to be the ones who initiate conversation. So say you have X, Y, and Z that you need to accomplish within a course uh, and you in traditional learning would structure it in that order of X, Y, Z. But with this approach would be students come in and they start talking about something that's related to Z. Well, then you can just jump in and start helping them think uh, more deeply about that instead of being so focused on telling them to wait to talk about Z because today you're supposed to talk about X
1: ah yes yes sort of like a i have no analogy but i understand that's all right
0: (laughs) (laughs) and there's um and there's also the uh, concept of the flipped classroom which is being thrown around a lot which is where you have this exploration and free discussion in the class um and a gifted teacher who's Helping facilitate the conversation, but isn't um, like crushing that sense of exploration. And then outside of the classroom, you have more structured assignments that guarantee they're hitting on those specific things that you would have traditionally lectured about in the classroom.
1: Yeah. It might that just sounds so happy to me. Like you get to do all this stuff, and then when you're in here, you're you're with me. I know lots of stuff, and then we can explore all these other things, which you can't really do outside of the classroom because it depends on like your parents or whoever you're living with and their free time. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm a fan of the flipped classroom. I don't don't know how successful it is, but with the internet and how you can just look up stuff, it doesn't make any sense to have that happen in the classroom as much.
0: And it's often like a, a shame to have a incredibly gifted professor who's just spending all of their time lecturing on what could be read via textbook or understood through just a, like a learning lesson outside of the classroom. Um, and instead having them be able to really like explore thoughts more deeply and encourage discussion and challenge students to think in things in a, a newer, different way. Yeah. And with this information, how much of it actually
2: has to be retained nowadays since we have repositories of information everywhere, why do we have to worry about what they're learning? Why not, instead of worry about like what they're teaching them, why don't we teach them how to utilize information as they receive it?
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to be said about that versus like rote memorization, where they're just forced to sort of learn a list of things and then be able to repeat them verbatim. Um, but there are also a lot of benefits to actual uh like retain retain uh, i don't know the word i want but actually keeping all of that knowledge and knowing when and how to apply it um for example think of how well (laughs) you have trivia but that's like useless information which is why it's i don't know i feel like alex Um,
1: trebek will have a lot of things to say to you about that
0: well trebek can suck it (laughs) <laughs> um but isn't think there an snl skit <laughs> Suck yeah, it exactly back. <laughs> that's what i was referencing yeah. um but like sean you were talking about how you have been doing voiceovers for a lesson on safety oh my god um, so say there was like a bunch of uh mechanical equipment and if somebody doesn't know like when they see a certain error warning pop up to immediately hit a set of switches to shut things off if they didn't have that built into their system where it was like thoroughly known um, and was able to be recalled at any time then that would be a problem um, versus just trivia where you can always look that information up later
1: yeah there the, the whole safety thing you have to, it's all by the book like if it's not like spelled out exactly then it's like oh well you're not in compliance with the law and well <laughs> you're in deep doo-doo yeah so yeah it, some things aren't like oh you should just explore and just pick and choose what you uh sort of want to learn from this hazardous waste material with ziploc style ceiling storage bags <laughs> which i I think i've said i don't know how many times it's a bit ridiculous. And hazardous waste totes
0: <sighs> that's a... that just sounds like a really funny phrase hazardous waste totes
1: oh yeah and there's different kinds so that's also incredibly
0: started. difficult to enunciate
1: oh yeah i i've i've done the whole course twice because the first time i didn't enunciate correctly and well i now can enunciate like crazy with hazardous waste totes and sealing uh style ceiling storage bags
0: <sighs> I'm yeah, sorry,
1: Sean. It's okay. I had a sore throat too. So that was fun. By the end it was just like uh, and I was all grizzled. Uh vocal fry, vocal fry, vocal fry. Have you ever um um pig squealed? Do you know how to pig
2: squeal? I'm is this a sex act? Are we watching Deliverance? Is that what is that what's happening right now?
0: I'm really, it's, it's probably a good thing Petsy can't hear any of this. Yeah, it's, it's I not. Agree.
1: It, it's the mo- It's not. It's not very sexual at all. I feel like it'd be anti-sexual, post-sexual. It's a uh, here. I, I'll do it. We 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 Brian. a sore throat does not make that easier
0: Sean, you may be the only person on the planet that I know that would have actually went through with that.
1: yeah, it's um uh, want are you gonna be okay yeah I got a I got a Christmas ale, so today's good day. oh jeez okay anyway, education calendars, mm application
0: making connections. So since we've talked about doing things sort of out of order and not uh, giving a concern for structure, Sean, do you want to talk about uh, the way that we look at time and how we use calendars for uh, memories and those sorts of things? It's like you could read my mind.
1: Yes, I'd like to do that. Uh, Awesome. So for calendars, I was just thinking, like... I have a digital calendar that I keep things in because why would I do it any other way? Because it'll be with me all the time. It has the location. It can get me to where I want. It has phone numbers if I don't even know how to get to the place or whatnot. Uh, but my mom still keeps her like paper calendar. and She gets one from the, the school every year, like the high school and that's what her calendar is all the time. And then you could just, uh, she keeps them. So that you, it's weird, cause you can look back and then see like exactly what's going on or what had gone on in the year past and be like, oh yeah, that is when I had a dentist appointment. or yeah, that's uh, when the soccer game happened. So it's a bit weird cause I do not with a digital calendar, I don't really go back in time to look at what happened. I don't know. Do you guys do that ever? Like, go back and look at what has happened on a calendar?
2: Yeah, I've done it. I did it quite a bit with uh, the job I have now because I have to go back and actually, like, look at when I talk to people or different things like that. So it is. it's kind of like note-taking for me at a point just to have a list of dates in the past that these things have
0: happened. Yeah. And I don't know. It's one of the things that I actually like struggle with in terms of social networks is everyone talks about the value of like having the ability to go back and look at those sorts of things, but I don't really do that. And I think people have even realized that it's not that common maybe for this generation. And that's why apps like uh, Memento and Time Hop exist that like randomly remind you of events in the past, because it does seem like we don't actively look back that often unless it's for a specific need like how sam has to look back for notes pertaining to work and things like that
1: yeah it's not like a a natural activity unless you're like bored and you're like just looking at old photos or i know a couple uh, at at least one friend (laughs) that like he gets drunk and then he just looks at ex-girlfriend's pictures and then just cries into like a jerry garcia ice cream Oh my goodness. Mm,
0: yeah. I feel like we need to take this friend out for a drink sometime. <laughs> I know, it sounds like we probably
2: should take this friend out to a drink. Get him, I don't know, acquainted with the world. No, I
1: feel i feel like he has enough drinks.
0: Okay, does this friend listen we to should, the podcast?
1: Uh, probably not, maybe. Okay. it's a good question. Okay. I, I don't even know if... It, <laughs> I don't know. Could be. <clears throat> Sorry, that pig squeal really just punched me... In the throat. <coughs> <coughs> oh, mm, keep that in there. Yep. Keep that in there. <laughs> um. Yeah. So it's it's a bit weird because I know uh, Hillary, my girlfriend's grandma. They they did the same thing my mom did. Just kept the calendars, and then it was like, hey, it was sunny last time this year, just as a way of keeping a. A weird ish diary that isn't really personal. It's more just conversational and environmental, I guess. Or you can have it and be like, oh, uh, boy, those Johnson boys sure did put on a razzmatazz uh, knee slapping good time at the Sadie Hawkins dance in the basement of that old Jenkins place in uh, June uh, 15th, 1992. Uh, I don't know why there's talk like that present day, but I feel like that could be a memory. <clears throat> that could have happened
0: that actually actually does kind of remind me uh I wonder like if we are perceiving time differently for our generation than previous generations because um like my grandpa is always able to say like oh well in June of 1964 I was out doing this and like he can recall months and years a lot more like specifically as to when events happened whereas me like if somebody was like Oh, I saw a picture of you at this restaurant. When did you go there? I can't remember for the life of me
1: yeah it's it's uh it's more based on I can remember events by things that have well I can remember time by events, but not the actual like time and date of it, which is I don't think it's
2: yeah, maybe maybe we don't remember these things because it's so easy for us to go back and access them that we don't really care to retain this information like they did when they didn't have all these things to
0: record information with. Is, do you feel there's any like potential negative to that? Oh, I think there's
2: potential negative to everything. Uh, Things like this, just, I don't know. Memory, just, we don't, we don't retain memories like we used to. And this is a whole nother conversation (laughs) about technology and being in the moment. It's yeah, actually that would be a good topic for sometime in the future. Yeah.
1: Prosthetic knowledge. That's a, I I don't know where I've heard that, but it feels good. Like it's, it's things that you don't know, but you can easily find out.
0: Yeah. That actually, I can't remember, um, which, Like Greek aristocrat it was. Um, There was a guy who uh, instead of memorizing a lot of information, as most people did during that time, he just had his uh, slaves and servants become experts in various topics, and whenever he wanted to know information about something, he would just go to the person who he knew he had assigned that as their area of expertise and would make them repeat things back. And it's sort of like a early concept of the internet
1: (laughs) i I sort of like that it's you you have like a you have a potato czar and he's like you are the man with the potatoes you know all the potatoes and then you'd have like a chocolate czar and yeah i'd have so many czars and they would have to be called czars because that's the it's the best title
2: that'd be fun i like this i want to have czars everywhere This. All over my house. I want to have them in closets. Like, I open up a closet to talk to one of them. And I don't want there to be a lot of room in there. I just want it to be like I open it up and that's the only person.
0: <laughs> just like, this is the. It's getting kind of like potentially creepy slave like again. But they're czars. Uh, it's a bit different. Yeah, they're czars. They're
1: not slaves.
0: Okay, we just c- confine them to a Harry Potter lifestyle.
1: They can. I feel like they can still do whatever they want. It's just when I want the czar's information and input, the czar has to deliver. It's like a unspoken rule.
2: Yeah, and when they deliver for me, they have to be behind the door that I assigned for them.
1: That would keep me on the toe, my toes, just like at any time you can open the door and I have to be there. <laughs>
2: I don't, I don't think there'd really be punishment if you're not there either, because then that kind of gets in the whole slavery thing, and I don't want to deal with that. I, no. yeah,
0: which is a pretty weird conversation for three white guys to have.
1: Yeah, we're not the most diverse group.
0: Yeah. no. Uh, but to pull oh, us back sort oh. of on the topic here slightly, Sean, you ooh, had ooh. in the show notes yeah. a link to a uh, pretty interesting article about uh, how different cultures understand time.
1: Yeah, Americans are screwy. That's mm-hmm. that's the that's the too long didn't read version. Americans are weird as uh, how we figure out the flow of time. It's more linear and sort of cyclical. Uh, it's just past, present, and future. While other people, <laughs> when I say people, I mean like different <laughs> countries and <clears throat>
0: oh my god, pig's wheel. Oh jeez. <laughs> uh, <coughs> mm. Well, uh, while well, you're dying over there, yeah, so I'll see if I can, you can jump t- in for you. Please talk for me. Um, so there were, when I was reading through this article, I was trying to see a reference to a couple of things that I'd actually learned when I was studying uh, linguistics for a little bit. And um, they didn't bring it up, but there were a couple of cool things in terms of how cultures perceive time that I learned through just studying language. Um, So there's the, I think it's pronounced the Amara language. Um, And it has in its language, a pretty interesting way of viewing time where all of their discussion of the uh, past or the future is flipped versus ours. So when we talk about the future, we always think of it as like something ahead of us and something that we're moving towards. Whereas when they think of the future, they think of it as something that's actually physically behind them um, and all of their language communicates in that way, almost suggesting like, of course the future's behind behind you because you can't see it. So you're backing up into the unknown. Whereas the past, you can always look out onto it and recall it.
1: Yeah, no, that's like dead on. (laughs) It's just that yeah, exactly. Different cultures have like the the way they think about time is shaped by their language and then that shapes their culture and the culture shapes that. Uh, so like I believe is the Japanese, they there's no like future tense. I believe I'm getting that right. So no, there is, there's no past tense. Hmm.
0: I don't know. Is it similar to like the Hopi time controversy? What is that? Um, it's another like linguistic debate about how some languages don't necessarily have words that communicate, uh, past, present, or future. Um, so since the language doesn't communicate time through stuff like its verb structure, does that mean that they don't have a perception of time or is their perception of time something that since we aren't native speakers of that language, we'll never be able to fully understand.
1: Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I just know it's a like. uh, It's okay. Lost my thought.
0: Kill it. That's all right. Kill it. We'll find it sometime. Okay. Maybe in the future.
1: Maybe. But I can't see the future, so.
0: I can't tell you. Yep. But uh, speaking of how uh, time is all sort of all over the place. And some people might say that it doesn't even uh, matter. (laughs) Sam, do you want to jump into your topic?
2: Yeah, we can, we can talk a little bit about my topic. I have a few of them and it's, it's pretty fun stuff to think about. It's great when you have a ton of people out and they're drinking and you just want to talk about some crazy stuff. And then people kind of look at you like you're crazy, especially when you think about this a lot. (laughs) So, uh, the big thing is time, like does it even really matter? Is time a real thing? These are all crazy questions that nobody ever really thinks of, but they're out there, people people talk about them in the scientific community, it's, it's pretty fun. But uh, the big thing I'll talk about is uh, time dilation, which is, it's a part of the- When you get your, oh no, no, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you get your time dilated you know you go to the doctor and they put drops in your time and then it dilates it
1: i was yep that's my thought i, I remember hey, hey brian yes you remember when i lost my thought that it, it just ended up in sam <laughs> it ended it's up a different in one <laughs> yeah it changed you it guys always up. did
0: have a special relationship with each other
2: yeah
1: yeah <laughs> i mean i i I'd love to be one of your closet czars. That's okay.
2: I mean, which one would you want to be? Like, what what czar?
1: <clears throat> Could I be the? I don't want to be like a one that you use all the time because that's that's really stressful. I'd like to be.
2: So you're like a specialty uh, bedsheet.
1: Yeah, your your bedsheet czar. You don't really change that much. Maybe every once in a couple months, maybe if we're lucky. Once a year, maybe.
2: Maybe. Maybe.
1: Yeah. So I'll be your bed sheets, are,
2: Yeah, you can always count my threads on the bed sheets. That could be mm. like your. I'll
1: get you high counts. Fun thing to do. Yeah. Nothing lower than four thousand. Not in this house. Yeah. Not three thousand. Get
2: out of here. Yeah. I got a czar for that. He's gonna take care of me.
1: Yeah, this is a 2000. What are you doing? Are you smoking drugs? Get the Fuck out of here, man. Get the fuck out of here. I can bleep it. That's OK. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm a czar.
2: There you go. You can you can be anyway. multi multiple specialties so you can specialize in multi czar. There you go. You can be the bleeping czar and then the sheet czar. Oh, could I? Oh, could I be the char czar?
1: Uh, I, I can just the czar of chars.
0: That reference makes me so happy.
2: <laughs> uh, uh, that's awesome.
1: Okay. Anyway, dilate your time.
2: All right. So post haste time dilation, which is uh, the actual difference between two events, the elapsed time of it uh, as measured by like different observers out there. So this really comes into play in like more like gravitational terms. But if you really think about it, time dilation could be for any two different observers, people can just perceive time differently Uh, or cultures. Like this is something that we've kind of talked about a little bit like in this podcast, but the way that people perceive time and cultures perceive time and then how we actually perceive time, like being in different parts of the universe or parts of the world or even different altitudes. Uh, Time's always different because gravity has a little bit to do with time. Which kind of falls under the theory of time, which is just a philosophy, and this is all really high level stuff.
1: Wait, yeah, how could a theory of theory of time be a philosophy?
2: It's it's just a philosophy of time, like the B theory of time. Okay, yeah. So uh, you have eternalism, which. It's pretty crazy in and of itself, but it's uh, talking about how time is equal, like equally real for everybody. So is time like an actual thing? And then you have fourth dimensionalism, which is talking about time going through space. Like, is this actually something that can travel through space? Uh, Because a lot of people will say like, oh, space and time, like they always put those two together. But when you have things like time dilation, what if you're so far away from gravity, there's no gravity, like is time actually moving since gravity and time are kind of hand in hand? So if we get so far out in the universe and there's nothing out there, if that is what's out there, when we get beyond anywhere we've ever seen, is time actually happening or is there no time? And then it kind of, yeah, it just, it gets pretty crazy if you really think about it. And it's fun to talk about with people. So everybody should just go in and read books on general relativity and uh, become the lover of Albert Einstein because he's he's a pretty crazy, crazy person when it came to thinking up all this crazy stuff inside of his head and then proving it to everybody through equations that still stand today.
0: See, I always try to uh, get into these sorts of things, and then my head just hurts. And sometimes I also feel like a uh, it's taking me a really long time to read and understand those things.
2: Yeah, and there's so many branches for this. Like just the the theory of gen- like general relativity, like the things that branch off of it. it is just it's ridiculous. So if you're focusing just on general relativity, you're gonna have so much knowledge of basic knowledge of many things and then people actually specialize in one of those many things and it just keeps going and doing not it's just you just keep digging a hole
0: well i was going to uh ask with this even if um there's this possibility that time is not necessarily real or that it can be altered depending on your location within the universe and those sorts of things. Um, do you still feel that perhaps it's a necessary like social construct and that without it, we would struggle to like function as a society?
2: I don't know. I think people put way too much, uh, too much responsibility in time. Everything in the world has to do with time. And we live on an earth that has roughly 365 days a year. And uh, 24 hour days, roughly. What if we didn't or what if we lived on a world with multiple suns or maybe it didn't rotate quite exactly as it does? So there, there are all these other things, but time was created from what's around us. So is time real? Or is it something that we just put out there to make us more comfortable with what's actually going on in the world? and kind of turned into a thing that we require in our social social structure it's just one of those things like you really really think about before we had time before the mayans like kind of came up with this calendar
0: uh well i guess my next question then would be do you think that there is something to the fact that in terms of biology most of us have this sort of circadian rhythm that in almost all creatures, is around a 24-hour um, like time base, so it seems to be connected to our rotation around the planet. Do you think that that's just an evolutionary response to some sort of need for time, or do you think that there's just some sort of luck in the way that all of that came to be?
2: I think it has a lot to do with evolution. Uh, I believe in evolution, and I feel like the way this world's been for however many years, whether it's 10 years or billions of years since time's not really a thing. (laughs) Is it, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, this is just, uh, it's crazy to think about.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, um, I know what just on like the purely like utilitarian level, like time is just an easy way for us to just, Measure things, because uh, just that, and it's helped by like the sun and the moon and the rotation of the earth and the revolution around the sun. that da, da 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 da. Um, but like how Brian was saying about like uh the circadian rhythms, I'm guessing. I I'm just gonna bet like all of my money, even more money than I have, just all the money in the world. That like if we were in a different planet, we'd probably have different wh- rhythms. Just because we're we've evolved to accept the fact that it's about twenty four hours to you know see the same lightness or darkness, uh, give or take. And then have you guys uh, seen? Um, I think it's on PBS. It's like a show co- called called um, How We Got to Now.
0: I've not no, I
2: haven't.
1: Ooh, recommend it. There is one about time, and well, time and clocks. And whatnot. And the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen is that in like America, there's about, I don't know, 72, I wouldn't call time zones. Just like if you were in a train in Chicago and you had to get over to New York, you'd have to keep track of like eight different kinds of times because the train had, each railroad had their own time and it could be like one minute to like 10 minutes off the other train company and then each city could have had their own time and to say that you got on the train at five in Chicago and then you got to the station that you needed to it, it could have been like it, it would just get so messy because you have to keep track and be like oh okay I get off this train at 5 15 but the train that I'm getting on is leaving at five thirteen, but that's on their time so that means, and then it, it would just be compounded by the amount of times you'd have to transfer. So just having one time standard is, is pretty helpful in the fact that things can run the way they do in the, the most the literal sense, not the whole theoretical time doesn't exist. Um, Sam, Banter, Sam Bantner thinks The Matrix is a documentary sort of thing.
0: (laughs) Yeah. The development of like the time zones based upon railroads and that system is one of the like interesting sort of points of value for time. Although I do think they went about it wrong and they should have just said like following, they created this GMT concept and they should have just said, that's the time for everyone. So some of us may wake up at uh, seven in the evening as we would consider it now um like 7 p.m but it's actually the morning for us and that way no matter where you are in the world if you said like hey i'm going to call at 6 p.m it's just the same for everyone does that make sense it makes
1: sense it just um it takes i don't know how people would get used to that so let's say just like tomorrow probably not gonna happen tomorrow it's announced like hey 2015 you know it's gonna happen we're all going to adopt the same time. And then everyone's like, uh, okay. okay," And then they have to get used to the fact that, oh, I now wake up at 11 a.m. Even though it's 5 a.m. in real life. Like, yeah, in Eastern before. time. Yeah. So that transbi- transition period is like, it's a bit of a weird one. And that's like, the you'd get so much backlash. And it would have to be, everyone had to would have to adopt this all at the same time. And there wouldn't be like anyone going back. Cause if there's anyone on the wrong time, it's like, well, you guys are holding out and I guess we have to still work with you. So
2: we're screwed.
0: Yeah. Like, I don't think it's ever going to happen, but I still wish that's how it was.
2: Yeah. I mean, we could kind of do what a few States in the U S are doing when it comes to a Imperial and metric system. Where they have both units at all times, so you have the imperial and the metric, and it's just an education for a few decades, and then all of a sudden, imperial kind of goes away, and then it becomes a metric system. You could do the same thing with time. You could put the UTC or the GMT time and day, and then you can also have regular time and day, and then get the world used to it and kind of switch them over in a few decades.
0: It's a long stop time. here. You're long making time. me dream of wonderful things that will never be I know
2: right this is this is exciting to me I would love to switch the US to the metric system
0: <laughs> yep no, no more of this imperial bullcrap yeah. but uh, did you have any more points for uh, general relativity or do you think uh, the whole conversation was just a waste of our time
2: let's uh, see what you did there
0: <laughs> thanks <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's plenty
2: to talk about when it comes to general relativity and time dilation. Time dilation is only a small fraction of what general relativity is. But uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it when it comes to calendars, just the discussion and philosophy of time.
0: All right. Well, now that my uh, head hurts from all of this conversation, um, I feel like we're all uh, wrapped up. Is everyone in agreement there?
2: Yeah.
1: All right. Yeah, you uh got me wrapped around your finger, mm, Brian.
0: Mm. Uh, I, I'm probably gonna have to call Hillary and tell her how you've been talking about wanting to be in Sam's closet, and now you're, you're confessing how I'm wrapped. You're wrapped around my finger.
1: Yeah, I mean we could. Yeah, we can get around the call. Bring her okay. oh,
0: Yeah. All right, we'll put that as the after show. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, You can find us at our wonderful website at www.alloftheabove.audio. That is not .com, it is .audio. Please subscribe to our show, and if you'd like, uh, then go ahead and rate it and review the show. It helps other people find us. And more importantly, we'd love to hear your feedback. So head over to alloftheabove.audio slash contact to get in touch, however you'd like. Uh, If you're interested in visiting sites that go more in-depth with what we talked about, point your web browser to alloftheabove.audio slash episodes slash 006. And until next week, keep on dodging the IRS until you die.